I absolutely love attending craft shows. It's a place where you can get out, you're among other people, it's a beautiful day, and you get to see the ingenuity of the craftspeople who are in your area or perhaps in another state or maybe another country. And the show is so great that they have decided to show and sell what they have to create. And a lot of times when you go to such shows, you find artisans that have made all kinds of potions and lotions and confections and dips and all kinds of items. And you look at it and say, wow, I would love to put this in my gift baskets. It would be something that would set my business apart because not every gift basket would have this particular item. It would really help to showcase not only the ingenuity that I put into my gifts, but also help a local artist, a local maker or baker sell their products. If you see products like that in your area, you might want to approach them and find out a little bit more about the business and how you might be able to add such items to your gift baskets. It's not about buying their products right there because you can buy a couple of products to try out, of course. You want to do that so that you could share what your taste sensation has been with the product but you also want to of course buy the product on a wholesale level and you want to go into a relationship with that company how do you approach the company after you have met them at the event so that you can possibly add their product to your gift baskets let's talk about that so that the next time you go to an event you might be able to add that company's products in your gift baskets. Stay tuned. Welcome to Gift Basket Business, where we discuss the ideas, triumphs, and challenges aspiring entrepreneurs and seasoned designers face in the gift basket world. I'm Shirley George Frazier, your host and author of How to Start a Home-Based Gift Basket Business, The Gift Basket Design Book, and I'm Chief Basketologist at GiftBasketBusiness.com. As I mentioned, I absolutely love going to different fairs and events, and you may be the same as well because it's a wonderful outing. It's great to see what other companies, what other company owners are making and representing the different kinds of sweaters and scarves and all kinds of cookies and confections, anything like that can be found at a fair. And sometimes you will go to a fair and see something that may be of benefit in your gifts and your gift baskets. Like I mentioned, something that sets your gifts apart and not only introduces the variety that you offer that other companies and other retailers don't have, but also to help another entrepreneur succeed. This topic came from an idea, really a question from a person in the Gift Basket Business Facebook group, which I thank her so much for. The question was, how do you go about approaching local businesses in a sales pitch to get their products into your baskets? Before you start with a sales pitch to ask the company about putting your their products into your gift baskets, you need to make sure that product itself is ready for your gift baskets in terms of the way it's made, the way it's packaged. So you want to ask questions first before you put items in your gift baskets. The products that you're putting into them now are products that you know are made 
properly, which means it's manufactured, it's under state or country laws. These are the questions that you have to ask, first of all, because if the person is just making items for the event and is just trying to make some side money, that might not be the product that is for you. So let's go over a litany of questions and concerns before you even get to asking a company about the possibility of putting their products into your gift baskets. The first question you want to ask is, who is in charge of this product? Who is the owner? Is the owner, are you speaking with the owner? How many other people, employees or such, work on the product? That will give you an indication of whether or not this is a small mom and pop kind of a business, which is fine because a lot of us start as moms and pops, or if this is just something that's handled by one person. And if it's just one person, there may be a quantity issue. There may be a distribution issue. So you have to know who is in charge. You also want to know where the product is made and packaged. Extremely important because again, if this is a home-based business that's making products in the kitchen, on a kitchen table, in the kitchen oven while children are doing their homework, then that's going to be a red flag because a product has to have city, state, or country certificates for the way the product is made. It has to be approved by whatever entity, whatever license commission is in that area. The company also has to have a business license. So if there is a business license, there probably is a certificate of occupancy wherever the product is being made. You certainly want the products that you are trying to source to be made in some kind of commercial kitchen. That's true whether the person's making honey or cookies or personal care items. They have to be made in a place that is approved by state or local officials, not at home through the kitchen where the Thanksgiving turkey is made. You also want to know how long the person has been operating in business. You want to know what their track record is. If they've been in business for just a year, that is fine. But if they're just starting, you might give them a little bit of time to get themselves together because they may be at the event trying to see how the product is viewed, how it is, how other people approach it, if people are interested. It could be a test product versus one that is really ready for wholesale business. You also want to know if that company, the owner or whomever, you want to know if they are currently wholesaling the product. If they're not currently wholesaling the product, then they haven't thought about wholesaling yet. And that's a bit of a good in for you. But at the same time, you need to know if they're wholesaling so that you know where else they are selling, what other kinds of companies or whatever, whatever other kind of conditions they're selling wholesale. So if they're selling wholesale, that's great because they'll be able to give you some wholesale information either at the event, if the event is slow, hopefully it's not slow, or during a conversation that you have with them later. If you can find out the wholesale cost at that point, that would be wonderful. You also want to know what the minimum quantity to purchase is and how you can get the product if you are going to be picking it up because it's local or if they will deliver. So you want to know that kind of information as well. Another question is, is there a pause in manufacturing the product? In other words, if it's chocolates 
or if the person has a big family, maybe in the summer, chocolates can't be made if the company is making chocolates. Or maybe during the holidays, the company takes a pause because everyone is celebrating whatever holiday cultural event that they're celebrating. And if they are taking a pause during those times, those times may be some of your very busy times and you want to include that product. So you would have to order the product ahead of time, way ahead of time to make sure that you have enough for certain occasions. As I mentioned, you might not get answers to these questions at the event because this is really an ongoing conversation. You are introducing yourself to the company. You're letting them know what you think about the product and you're also expressing a possibility of an ongoing relationship on a wholesale level. So you want to take that person's or that company's business card and agree to talk with that person by phone or Zoom the following week. Now, if they don't have a business card, that's another red flag. Because if you are truly in business, you will have a business card. Like me and like you, (laughs) we all take our business cards where they need to go because you never know who you're going to meet along the way, wherever you are. And you always want to have your business cards. If you are meeting a company, being introduced to a company at an event, that event person, that representative, ought to have business cards. Now, maybe they run out of business cards. Okay, you understand that. But if they don't have any at all, beep, 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 red flag, not sure if you should be working with that company. So those are the litany of questions that you ought to ask before you launch into additional information about how you can start working with them. Because when you have all of the pieces in mind to ask, all of the questions like I just shared with you, then you know if it's possible for you to buy from them wholesale. And then from there, the conversation becomes a bit easier. You want to, again, know what the minimum quantity is that you can order. Now, if you want to order 100 cases, that's fine. But the minimum order might be 200 cases. You need to know. And the answers to your questions will really let you know if the company is ready for the type of activity, the sales activity that you believe that you're going to have with them. So make sure that you have these questions and perhaps other questions that you will formulate to ask a person that is at an event a local event, local to you, so that you can really determine if that product is going to be a good product to put in your gift baskets. Again, if the product is just coming out and the person made it in their kitchen, in their home kitchen, it probably isn't the product for you. The person is just trying to make some money on the side. As you know, if a person is selling product that is not made in the proper place in the proper location, that's going to be dangerous even for the people who are buying it at that particular event. And you really do want to stay away from those kinds of lawsuit types of practices. And maybe it's not a practice, but those lawsuit kinds of problems and situations that can occur if a person becomes sick after purchasing a gift basket with that company's products in your gift basket. So that gives you some idea on how you're going to approach a local business. And then the sales pitch, which really isn't a sales pitch, but it's a pitch to find out how to purchase the product. That is developed from the questions that you ask and the answers that you receive so that you know 
how much you can order, what the pricing is going to be, if there can be a price change or a price discount over the pricing that you were told because of the quantity that you want to buy, or perhaps some other kinds of details that you want to explore with that person, with that company representative. So keep that in mind as you are looking at products that are available in your local area that you don't see in grocery stores, bigger supermarkets, specialty stores, and may not be in the food trade magazines that we're all familiar with. Well, that is it for this edition of Gift Basket Business. Thank you so much for joining me for How to Buy Locally Made Products. Next week, we'll discuss another important topic that will elevate your notoriety and your income. And be sure to rate this podcast through your favorite listening device. I'd love to know how these topics are helping you to learn, grow, and profit. I'm Shirley George Frazier wishing you baskets of success.